Let's look first at Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Still hear some pages turning. Jeremiah verse, chapter 17, verse 9, a verse that runs contradictory to everything that society tries to teach you today. But you know what it is? It's still the Word of God, and it's still true. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it let me read that again the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it Ah, the Lord searched the heart. How many of you know he still searches the heart? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Get, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. <laughs> How many of you know that Written in red, Jesus said, by their fruit, you shall know them. By their fruit, you shall know them. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, keep your heart. King James, I think, believes, says, above all, keep your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it, out of what? Your heart. Springs the issues of life. Keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Romans chapter 10. Verse 6 says, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say what? In your heart. Who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. But if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And when the mouth confesses, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. Somebody hear me today in this anti-Semitic world. And this increasingly anti-Semitic so-called church. That there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? For as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Let's keep reading. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Listen, so then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out all to all the earth and their words to the ends of the earth. But listen, it says, but I say, did Israel not know? First Moses says, I will provoke you, who's you, Israel, to jealousy by those who are not a nation. And I will, I will move you in anger by a foolish nation. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. And made manifest to those who did not ask for me. But to Israel, he says, all day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. All day long, I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. This morning, we're going to talk just for a few minutes, preach just for a few moments on the issues of the heart and the hour that we live in. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word that brings faith, that brings instruction, that brings doctrine, that brings correction, that brings life. Lord, I ask that you would use us in the next few moments. Put your words in our mouth. Lord, anoint these lips of clay to bring what you would say to your people today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. We have a heart condition. You know that all of us have a heart condition. Mankind was born with a heart condition after the fall. Do you know that? From the fall on, we have a heart condition. The heart of man is above all things wicked, desperately wicked. Who can know it? 
education today and educators today and the, the medical, so-called medical science and, and, and philosophy and, and psychology and sociology, what have you believe that, the, that men are born basically good. Heard it all my life. People are basically good. Then their environment changes who they are. If you put them in the right environment, it'll be okay. The people turn into a bad way because of circumstances of life or because of economics or because of, 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 of their surroundings. When the Word of God says none of that is true. I will remind you that, that during the fall that Adam and Eve were created perfectly in the image and likeness of God with no sin nature, no proclivity to sin. They were in the perfect environment no thorns, no thistles, no vicious animals, no, no wars, no rumors of wars, no kingdom against kingdom, a nation against nation, people against people. They were put in the perfect environment by a perfect God created perfectly. And it was when they began to listen to the voice that was against the word of God. See, they had one thing, you know it. You have dominion over the earth, everything in it. You name the animals. You do anything you want. You, you eat of anything you want. But of the tree of the midst of the garden, you shall not eat. That it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the day that you eat of the tree, you will surely die. Surely. It says, when they, see, when, when Adam and Eve took, partook, it says, Adam transgressed. When they took of the tree, immediately the Bible says that their eyes were opened. They see, they expected him to be like God and to know the things that God knew and, to be, and, and, and just to be like him. But what they got was just an awareness of their depravity and their nakedness. That's what they got. It says immediately that their eyes were opened. And it says that God came down to walk in the cool of the day as he always did. And he said, to, he said and Adam and Eve hid themselves amongst the trees of the garden, fashioned fig leaves for themselves to cover their own nakedness. And God says, where are you? And he said, we're afraid. He said, why? Because we're naked. Who told you that? I can tell you what told them that. Satan didn't, the, the, snake, the snake, the serpent, the, the, the enemy didn't come and say, huh, you're naked. It says they knew. It, it, when, when, they, when, they, when they received the knowledge of good and evil, they knew it, the age of conscience began. They were pricked by their own conscience. They were aware of their, of their nakedness. It wasn't their nudeness that they were aware of. It was their nakedness before God and you don't see anything else recorded of evil amongst Adam and Eve and they have children and the next and the next thing they're still in a in a, a in a small world in a small place they're under the curse now but they have children Cain and Abel and when it comes to worshiping God the immediate problem became when when they had knowledge of good and evil that they that they that 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 Abel began to think that his offering was as good as Cain's offering he had knowledge of goodness and evil. Boy, Dean Caldwell hit it on the head. Because I've always thought about the knowledge of evil. But God never intended us to have the knowledge of good. And we've depended on our own goodness ever since. 
to get us to God. That's what Abel done. He was beginning to depend on his own goodness to come to God. And there was only one way then. There's only one way now. It was by the blood then. It's by the blood now. And he, and he, and he comes and, it, and, 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 and Cain's sacrifice was accepted. Abel's sacrifice was rejected. And it said, the Bible says that his countenance fell. I'm talking about guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. It began to happen immediately. He says, no, you can't offer this way. A God of goodness and mercy. Are you aware when, when, when Cain made, when Abel made the wrong offering, God could have just struck him dead. He could have just killed him on the spot. He approached him the wrong way. But instead, he said, Abel. Or Cain. <laughs> Let's get the boys right. Cain. <laughs> Cain. Why is your countenance fallen? His countenance was a reflection of his heart. Why has your countenance fallen? He said, if you don't, if, if you don't, do, have you, if you don't do good, if you do, if you do it the right way, if you, do, if you would just go offer the right thing to me, will I not accept it? And I've told, you know what happened in, in the heart of Cain? Instead of a repentant heart, instead of a, instead of a, a righteous heart, instead of, a, of, a, of, a, of, of the word. See, the word of God was near him, speaking to him. He could have just offered the sacrifice. He said, the lamb is here, offer it, and I'll take it. And he literally says in his heart, this is what happened. You want blood? Oh, God, do you want blood? I'll give you blood. He didn't slay a lamb. He slayed his brother. Immediately. I want you to see something that happened immediately. That the heart of man is desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. Above all things. Who can know it? Given the choice of a proper sacrifice... Or to sw and swallow his pride and offer the proper sacrifice to God, he murdered his brother. And the word says that his blood still cries out from the ground. I'll even go ahead and tell you about there's a wonderful thing that Hebrews tells us that there's a blood that speaks louder. There's a blood that speaks. See, the blood of Cain, still, the blood of Abel still speaks. But the word of God says that there's one whose blood speaks louder, speaks better than the blood of Abel. From the very beginning. See, it's not environment. It's not economics. Turn on the news. They'll tell you that, that the Arab world is inflamed because they have less. Turn on the news and they'll tell you that, that the inner cities in America are in shambles because of economic suppression and depression and education and, and, and less opportunity. No, those, the, the world is in shambles because the heart of man is above all things wicked. 
and in need of a Savior. The reason why there's wars and rumors of wars and hatred and rebellion and strife and thieves and murderers and all that is the heart of man. See, the heart of God is, is love and redemption. The heart of God is that he's made a way back to him for every person of Adam's race. That it's, it's, it's a sacrifice that was made once and for all. I just read to you the Romans and he said, to, he said by the way, Romans 10, where we, got the, we have the great, the, the great revelation of that if you, if you believe in your, in your heart and confess with your mouth that you'll be saved, that is literally written to Israel. It's a promise for all, certainly. But Romans 9, 10, and 11 are written specifically for the Israel rejecting their Messiah. But he says, if you'll, if, if, whosoever will, if you will, call, if you will believe that it's him, if you will believe it in your heart and confess with your mouth, he will save you. No matter, then he ends it with, he's reaching for them constantly. Guard your heart. Church, everybody in this room, whether you know him, whether you don't, well, for one thing, let me just go somewhere real quick. You're not going to guard your heart if you don't know him. Mm. That makes you need to address something. Have you ever heard, been told, taught? Maybe grandma, maybe mom, maybe the school teacher, maybe it could be anybody. Just follow your heart. Anybody? I'm the only one? Just follow your heart. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Let me tell you something, church. You can't follow your heart. Because the heart is desperately wicked. You can't follow your heart when it's unredeemed. You can't follow your heart if it hasn't been renewed. You can't follow your heart if it's not full of the Word. You can't See, you follow the Word of God. You don't follow your heart. See, your heart will lead you places my heart would never go. Your, your, your heart, so sometimes when people follow their heart, they leave their spouse and go get somebody else's spouse because they believe in their heart that they made a mistake and God wanted them to have that. No, that's desperately wicked. You can't follow your heart. It's, uh, following your heart because cause some people to leave their family behind, leave their kids, leave their wife, leave their spouse, leave them uh, without any source of, uh, uh, of provision and run off to the other side of the world to chase their own dreams. You can't follow your heart. So I says, above all, guard your heart. For out of your heart, Flow the issues of life. When the word of God speaks to your heart, it's not talking about the organ beating in the center of your chest that pushes blood through your body. That's not what it's talking about. When the, when the word of God, it's, it's almost an, un, an all-encompassing core of your being. It's like it contains soul and spirit. It's, it's, the, it's the center of your emotions. It's the center of your will. It's the center of your drive. It's the center of your very being. Above all, guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. Your will comes out of your heart. 
out of your, what flows out of your mouth, guess where it comes? Out of your heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, I started checking my heart when I start getting grouchy and hateful. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance, whatever's mostly in there, the mouth speaks. I always say, I like the example, you know, those little ketchups you get in the little packets. You know what I'm talking about? You know those things that you hate when you're trying to eat in the car? And all, I hate eating in the car. But when you're trying to eat, you take, I'm not a ketchup eater, thank goodness, but I've seen people peel it. They break their teeth and wear the teeth down, peeling a thousand ketchup packets open. <laughs> but I did used to like to throw them on the ground and put my foot on them. You know, you squeeze and squeeze. You know what they do? They all squeeze up to one end. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Bigger. When the pressure gets on, this is kind of how life is. When the pressure gets on, when you get in the squeeze, when you get the push, when you get mashed a little bit. Anybody ever been mashed a little bit? Let me tell you what happens when you get mashed a little bit. You know what when you have that ketchup packet and you keep squeezing and keep squeezing? You know, you're seeing for the foot. You know, when you're a teenager, you line them up and see who's shoots the furthest. <laughs> you know, it gets to that. You're waiting for the breaking point when it goes. <laughs> and do you know what? When it, when you mash that real hard, when you get those, they're called, they're called PC condiments. When you get those PC condiments and you throw them on the ground, mustard or ketchup or barbecue sauce or taco sauce and all that, they all squirt. But you know what? When you step on it and squeeze it real hard and it finally bubbles up real big and pops and spews out, do you know what comes out of it, Matt? Whatever was in it. Whatever was inside of it. That's what comes out. I didn't step on a ketchup packet and mustard squirt out. Or taco sauce. Y'all think I'm crazy. That's how the heart of man is. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm going to tell you, you'll find out what's in your heart when you get squeezed. You'll find out what's in the body. You'll find out. How I many ever met that man? They're, they're, they're wonderful people. They're wonderful, good people, man. I love them. Maybe it's that first date. Maybe it's that first six dates. And everything, man, they, they are the man of my dreams. The woman of, 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 I mean, man, my whole world's revolving around that. And it goes really good. And then, then one day the pressure was on. And the squeeze came. And the pressure mounted. And they went, <laughs> and it was then that they went from the woman of your dreams to Reagan from the exorcist. And their head spun around. And they growled at you. And they spit across the room. And you think, where in the world did that come from? And I'll tell you where it came from. It came from their heart. 
man, I, I, I didn't include, plan on including this. I hadn't said it in a while, but there's people in this room. You're young enough. You're still looking. So I'm going to take, take the opportunity to tell some young people this or some old people this. Maybe, you know, if you're out, if you're out looking, by looking, I mean by, you know, you're looking, you're looking for somebody. This is free. Not going to take up an extra offering, nothing. This is just free. This is free. When they show you what they are, tell you what they are, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When they demonstrate what they are, you would do very, very well for yourself to believe them. That's right. Yep. Mm. Man, I, maybe I should have took an extra offering because that was good. Because there's people in this room right now that, that you've been around a while. you got some experience. Maybe you got too much experience. And when I said that, you went, hmm. Mm. Some of you was thinking, man, I wish somebody had told me that 20 years ago. Not you. Right. right. <laughs> I tell people that every time I talk about them getting married. When they show you what they are, tell you what they are. You should believe them. And see, it won't come on the first date when they're, putting their first, when they're putting their best foot forward. It won't come. It won't come whenever they think you're the prettiest thing that's ever happened to them. It won't come whenever they have an agenda. And you know what I'm talking about. It'll come. It'll come. It'll come whenever things don't go quite the way they wanted it to. It'll come when they're, well... I can get down to the nitty-gritty. It'll come when you say no, young lady. Hmm. Man, that makes me want to meddle because what people call dating today, God calls fornication. <laughs> uh, ooh. Man. Ooh. That's when it'll come. And you do well to believe them. Because the heart of man is above all things deceitful, wicked. Who can know it? He says, but God will measure a man by what flows from their heart. Hmm. I'm seeing the heart of a church world today that disturbs me. I'm seeing a heart, uh, might as well go ahead and throw it out there. It just hit my mind. I'm seeing a heart of a church world of even my own fellowship where, where self-preservation is more important than people. See, that's a heart issue, Jeff. And they can, you can talk about it all day long. You can romance it all day long. You can, you can put lipstick on a pig all day long and it'll still be a pig. You can call it whatever you want to. But the heart of the matter doesn't lie. The heart of the matter doesn't lie. We have a world that's beginning to turn on God's people. Makes me want to sit down a second and tell you about my own fellowship and, and other classic Pentecostal fellowships that, that, you know, for years we taught about the power of God to save, heal, deliver from everything. And now we farm it out to every therapist in the world. 
instead of setting people free. Oh, we could talk about that a minute. We used to teach that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes, and Jesus is coming again. The reason that you're not hearing, I said it often, the reason you're not hearing songs about heaven today coming out of the Christian music world. The reason that you don't see charts across the building, even digitally anymore, talking about the timeline of eschatology or, or, or end-time events is because we don't believe it anymore. The reason, the reason we're not preaching about a soon-coming king is, is because we're not looking for a kingdom above. We're looking for a kingdom here. It's a heart matter. Whenever there's no longer a, 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 a prominence of the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ, when today it should be like nothing else because the, the, the headlines read like the Word of God today. The reason is is because we've got a heart problem. Where we, where we want to talk about the principles of God and maybe have the benefits of God and maybe some characteristics of God, but we don't want the Word of God, thus saith the Lord. We, don't want, we want a Savior, but we don't want a Lord. Mm. I said it just this morning in Sunday school. Is he a savior? Of course he's a savior. He was prophesied. He says you. He told he t- the the angels told uh, Joseph. He said you. He will. He, he, there will be. He will be a savior. You shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sin. He's a savior. Peter said on the day of Pentecost that this Jesus whom you crucified had been made both savior and Lord. He's a savior. But the Word of God, the New Testament, calls him savior sixteen times. That's important. He discusses his lordship 430 times. See, because he'll never be your savior if he's not your lord. Let me say it again. I'm dealing with the heart of man today. Hear me, church. He'll never, he cannot be, will not be, cannot be your savior if he's not your lord. Because a lordship is a matter of your heart. Savior is who he is. That's an attribute of God. That's an attribute. He is the savior of mankind. He is, he's the savior of the world. He's the savior for anyone who believes. He, anyone, anybody that calls on him makes it. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, You'll be saved because it's with the, with, the, with the mouth confession is made to salvation, but it's with the heart one believes. Hear me. It's not a popular gospel today, but it is the gospel and always has been. If he's not your Lord, he's not your Savior. Because, see, a Lord, lordship is when there's been a change of heart. Lordship does, is, not about, is not about escaping hell. Lordship is about control. And who's in control? Oh, it got, y'all, y'all was with me when I was talking about boyfriends that need to shut up and, and, and 
all that kind of stuff and ketchup packets and mustard and all that. But now we're talking about lordship. And the, man, the amen slow down. And the facial expressions change. And it begins to deal, you know what? begins to deal with the heart of the matter. Because see, you can't be in control and God be in control at the same time. The reason people have a problem with the gospel, with Jesus, the, re- the reason that, that it's so rejected is not that you think the world has rejected. you think they crucified him because he was going to save them from hell? Do you think that's what it was? You think it was because that, that he was just pure love, that God so loved the world, that God is love and the love never fails? Do you think it was the love of God that compelled them to kill Jesus Christ, to crucify him? Do you think it was the love of God? And, and the fact that he was a savior, do you think that was what turned the world against him? No, it was lordship. It was, it was when no one else will do. There's no other way. Your sacrifice will not work. Your priesthood is no good. Your, good, see, your goodness, remember the knowledge of good and evil? Your goodness is nothing because there's none righteous. How many? No, not one. It was when the people began to realize that he had to be Lord, that he had to be in control, that his word had to, be, had to dictate the very, your very opinion of a living God. People say, I think this about God. I think that about God. Based on what? Because he's not who I think he is. He's not who you think he is. He's who he says that he is. That's who he is. Heart. See, your will. How many of you know you have a will? Anybody have a will? You start testing their will. They got, I got little twin rats around. And they, they, already, they already begin to develop a little will. Right now, it's manifesting this way. When you're trying to get them in the car seat, they bowl that little back and go, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Will. <laughs> Shows up early. Your will is a matter of your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. I still got time. You know that everything you do starts with your will. Getting up and go to work, it starts with your will. There's a lot of people don't have the will to do that, and they don't. There's a lot of people don't have the will to do that, and they don't. You know what would change that? Getting back to the Bible. You know what would change that? Getting back to the Bible. I'm not talking about, you know, God had a way for the people that couldn't, that couldn't make a living, that, that were infirmed or whatever. He had a way. He, he, he told us to be generous, leave the corners of our field to help those people out. But Paul told us, and the, and the Word of God tells us, that if a man will not work, he will not eat. Amen. I'm going to tell you what, you know what would change that? I don't have the will to work problem. Because, see, it's a matter of the heart. I better hurry up before I get stoned. Some some people don't have no will to live for God at all. 
Then they think they're going, why does everybody think everybody's going to heaven? Can I ask a question on this Sunday morning? Some of, you, some of y'all brand new, you're like, who in the world is this guy? I'll tell you who he is. Somebody's just going to preach it like it is. Amen. Why in the world does every, does every, does, uh, do we all think everybody's going to heaven? Why do we think that? And if we think that, what are we doing here? Wow. Woo. Woo. What, what are you, if that's what we think, what are we here for? Because if everybody's going, what? You could be on the lake. You could be on the golf course. Some of, some of them are anyway. You could be anywhere. I, you know what I'm doing? I'm causing you to think. Out the, because you know what? Where you don't, do you know where our thoughts come from? As a man. Man, there's things that God put in that thing. You know, if he'd have left it out, we could just Exhale. But as a man thinks, where? where, where as a man thinks, where? Uh, somebody, uh, we're talking about the heart today, so I'll, I'll give you the clue. As a man thinks in his, oh, just one more time, because some of you caught on. As a man thinks in his, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I'm good enough. I don't need none of that. I like that part about Jesus and God, but I ain't living that way. Oh, this this is really you, you know what it really comes down to, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a really fast dash to wrap up. And for those of you never been here before, I'll tell you what that means. Nothing. <laughs> means nothing. Sometimes it means you forgot what you was going to say. <laughs> What's in us is what comes out of us. You're not fooling God. You're not even really fooling yourself. Oh, you can be self-deceived, but most of us are not even that. Let me tell you when things are going to change and why I'm talking. Brandon, you, can, you really can come play. I tell you the problem and where it all comes down to, where the stumbling block is. When it comes to pride, when it comes to matters of the heart, when it comes to rejecting God, when it comes to somehow trying to think in your mind that everybody's going to heaven, but knowing in your heart that you're lost as a goose in a hailstorm. In Arkansas, that's lost. Oh, you talk a good game, but down inside, because see, your spirit, your knower, see your spirit, is, that's, part of you, that's part of your heart, but your spirit is your knower. Do you know that your spirit is your knower? Because you, 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 you have, 
you have your spirit, soul, and body. Your your soul is your intellect and your emotions and and the things, your personality, things that make you you. It's all part of your heart, but your spirit is your knower. Your spirit's your knower. It's the part that knows God. It says his spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. Your spirit is your knower. And when you're lost, you may talk a good game. You may even get it in your mind that things are good. But in your heart of the matter, in your heart, in your knower, you know it's a lie. And not because the preacher said or your grandma said or anybody else said. Your heart knows that you're fooling yourself. Heart matters. Confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. The problem always comes down to control. And the stumbling block, the lordship is, ain't nobody. You don't want to go to hell. I, who wants to go to hell? Some people think they're going to Some people actually think they want to go to hell. They think it's going to be a party with their friends. And they're going to find out. Yeah. There ain't going to be no party because hell's no joke. It's no joke. Oh, it's hell. You're a hellfire and brimstone preacher. Jesus was a hellfire and brimstone preacher. He said way more about hell than he ever said about heaven. And it's a real place. Heaven's a real place. Hell's a real place. It's not a mythological event. It's a real place. And people don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want you to go to hell. He's not and God doesn't want you to go to hell. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He made a way for everybody. Everywhere he made a way. He made a way. So the problem is not with God's love. It's never, and the issue is not God's love. God loves everybody. The issue is, do you love him? That's the issue. And the issue is not, you want to, do I want a savior? The issue is, do you, can you make him Lord? Because Lord, because what happens, I don't want to go to hell, but they ain't nobody, you ain't telling me I ain't doing that. You, God, or nobody's telling me I ain't going there. They ain't no, get right down, come on. Ain't nobody tell. Let's just say how it is. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm a, I, I'm a grown man. I'm a self-made whatever. I'm a grown man. I love this one. I'm an American. Back after the Civil War, it was literally I'm free, white, and 21. That is literally what it was. Do you know that? That's that's history. I do what I am free, white, and 21. I'll do what I want to. But I got news for you. There's no male nor female, bond nor free, Jew nor Greek. We're all one in Christ Jesus. None of that matters. None of that matters, and America's not even in the book. <laughs> not even in there. Has nothing to do with any of it. Nothing to do with any of it. It all comes down to, here it is, you ain't nobody, including Jesus Christ, telling me what to do and how to live. Woo. And then people think they're saved. I said a prayer. Okay. You can get, you can get to him by prayer. That's how you get to him. But it can't, salvation comes with lordship. 
It's a matter of the heart. And then you renew your mind by his word. Let me help you in these closing moments. Thy word I have hidden where? In my heart that I might not sin against you. can't follow our heart there's been many broken homes many bad relationships many destroyed lives because people followed their heart and then followed their heart again and then followed their heart again then followed their heart again because some people's heart are only set on one thing relationships, money Selfishness, pride, that won't work. Hear me this morning. In Romans chapter 10, that's where we're back at. Hear me this morning, no matter where you're at in life and where you're at in your heart right now. If you're far from God, the Word of God is near you, even in your heart. This morning. How do I know that? Because Romans 10 tells me that. The Word of God is near you right now. By the way, the Word, the living Word, is Jesus Himself. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. John 1 14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word is near you this morning, even in your heart. This morning can be a heart change. A defining moment, a defining day that not only changes the rest of your life, but changes your eternity. Changes your destination, changes your relationships, changes your family. There's people in this room, no doubt in my mind. I don't know everybody's situations. I know some of your situations. I don't know all. I don't know anywhere close to all of your situations, in fact. But I know people, and I know enough people to know in a crowd this size, there's families that need a change. There's marriages that need changes. There's individual lives that need changing. There's relationships that need changing. And they're all matters of the heart. And listen, by ourselves, we're not good. Neil, I would love to believe that I'm just good. But I have to agree with the gospel writer that says without him, I'm nothing. And I have to agree with Paul that says it's in him that I live and I move. And I have my being. Paul, you know what Paul, y'all remember Paul? The great apostle 
the master builder of the church, the one with the revolution of the new covenant. You know what he said of himself? He says, I know in me dwells no good thing. It's not in me, it's in him. I know in me dwells no good thing. He, talk, he wrote to the church and he said, he talked about the, the sinner, he says, of whom I am the chief. I'm, he said, I was chief among sinners. But he said, I, but I thank God through the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? There's even somebody this morning that may be thinking, because this is another trick. This is another heart matter. That right now you're thinking, you're right, I am, I am no good. I'm, you're right, I, I, I am worthless. See, that's another lie. You're not worthless. You're of the highest value to God. That's a lie of the heart. That's when the enemies come into our heart and lie to them, says you're, you have no value, you're worthless, that, that nobody can love you, that God can't love you. And no, you are so value, you have such high value that he was willing to die for you. That he was willing to, to come and change your situation when he didn't have to. The Bible says he could have called legions of angels to, that, and not done any of it, but he didn't. He chose it. He says, no one took my life. I freely lay it down for you. No, you're not worthless. No, you're, you're, you're none of those things. He loves you. He values you. He, want to, he wants to save you and he wants to be your Lord. That's what he wants. He's not willing that any should perish. Listen, the word is near you today. Even in your heart. You may have come in faithless. But I got news for you. He's given to every man the measure of faith. It's there. And I just read to you a few moments ago in, in the same chapter of Romans chapter 10 after he explained that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead that you shall be saved for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And between that it says how will they believe in whom they've not heard and how will they hear unless, without a preacher? And how, unless one is sent. Listen, this morning, the preacher has came. The word has been presented in your hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And today can be your day. That everything, that the heart of the matter changes. Believer, this morning, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. To the religious this morning that you just wanted fire insurance and you realized that you wouldn't even live in for him, he can be your Lord in an instant and walk it out with him every day. To the one who has never heard that there was a Savior that would change your heart, change your situation, change your life, today he will, he will save you and he will set your life on a different course. Stand with me all over this house in the presence of the Lord. Church, this is what it's about. This is the bottom line this morning. This is why the church exists. This is what the gospel is about.
to change hearts, to change lives, to set people free. To change out the control of a heart. And today he will do that for you. This is the commission. I'm very proud that this is a missions-minded church. I'm very proud that we're going just next week to literally plant, to plant the gospel where it's never been before. But what would we be if we didn't do it right here? What would we be if we didn't preach the simplicity of the gospel in Mauriceville, Texas? Where God sends us from, who would we be? And I'm going to ask you today for two things. For the ones that is not your Lord, is not your Savior, you can be today. But I also want the saint of God to hear me today. That the church, the local church, that is not here for, we're social, we're a family, we're, we're the body of Christ, and we do things together, we need each other, that's why we gather, that's why the Word wants you to gather. But the main reason we are here is for the main part of the office of this, of a pastor, is to equip the saints to go out into a world, to your world, to your world, to your world. Except for the people that work in this building every day, I'm not in anybody else's world every day. Do you know that I'm not in your world every day? We're here this morning for you to go into your world and to preach the gospel to every creature. When you look around, you see what's going on in this world and you're nowhere known. How many, how many of you know, what did I say, that you're, you're nowhere? Is there anybody in this room that can deny that everybody in every walk of life, young and old, rich and poor, saved and unsaved, they're nowhere. They're nowhere knows something's going on in the world today. Something has changed. Can we all agree on that? They're nowhere knows. And listen, believer, you have the answer to what their nowhere is asking. Until we get that, we don't get it. Mauriceville, all gospel church, until we understand who we are and what we're for, we're missing it. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Father, we love you for your word. Your word promises that faith comes by hearing the word. And Lord, we believe this morning that there's faith born in people's heart. Lord, to the, to the quote-unquote casual believer, the Lord, that that would change today, that there's a heart change beginning right now where they begin to have a hunger for you like they've never had, to please you like they've never had, to, to, to walk in righteousness like they've never had, to know that it comes through you and in you and by you and in your word. <coughs> Lord, change my heart today. Change our heart today. Lord, Send us into your dark world to be light. We're salt and we're light. Let us never forget it. Shake us and move us. And let us be driven by compassion to those around us in this dark world. Let us be light and salt. But Lord, to the one right now in this room or by live stream or late that will even watch it later, God, that they, don't, that, that they realize today that they just had a religious experience. Or maybe they, they've just heard like 
just empty words before. Or maybe they've never heard it presented at all in a way that says that you can change the heart. Lord, we ask you today to change hearts, change lives. Everyone that Jesus ever called, he called publicly. Everyone that Jesus ever called, he, it, it, it wasn't a secretive event. It was a decision made that when the Spirit of God dwells, see, you don't come to him unless the Spirit draws you. See, faith is alive in someone's heart today. The word is near you, even in your heart, in your mouth. Will you confess him as Lord today? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, he said you shall be saved. For with the mouth, confession is made into salvation with the heart one believes. Will you today? All over this room. And everybody together. See, a prayer won't save you. Just parroting words. But a prayer will introduce you and bring you in and put you in a position to make him Lord if you believe it, if there's faith there. Do you know that? It's empty, vain repetition without faith. But it can be a milestone, a change, the distinguishing moment of your life if you believe it. Would everybody in this room without, without exception Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, today I come to you because I need a Savior. I'm a sinner. I need you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you were raised from the dead. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. And from this day forward, I'll make you Lord of my life. Walk, I'll walk with you. Abide in you. Lord, I thank you for dying for me, for saving me. I commit the, my, my life in its entirety to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I got news for you. I got good news for you. When faith comes and confession is made, he'll change you. And he just did, if you believe it and walk in it. He did. And the Word says that all of heaven celebrates when one sinner comes home. If heaven celebrates this morning, I believe we should celebrate this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. It's a matter of the heart.